Tonight on Truth Today, prophecy alert. We are in the last minutes of the last days. Digital currency, staggering deaths, artificial intelligence, Iran, Israel, Russia, the COVID fraud. All of these things are leading to the reality. Jesus is coming soon. You don't want to miss our show right now on Truth Today. Well, thank you for joining us here tonight on Truth Today. Uh, Pastor Sharam Hadian with Truth and Love Ministry. So glad you can join us for our show tonight. Uh, this is pre-recorded, as was our show on, on uh, Tuesday, because uh, I'm out of town right now in uh, Florida with my son. Uh, he was at discipleship uh, school. So we're excited to see what God has done with him. Uh, but anyway, this is a really, really important show because we're bringing a prophecy alert to you tonight um, as I mentioned in our intro, uh, folks, we are, my goodness, um, well, let, let me not get ahead of myself because I need to just share with you quickly. Just go to our website, as I always say, go to our website, tillministry.com, T-I-L-Ministry.com. Uh, uh, check out our, our events calendar, check out our, uh, our newsletter, uh, all of our content, and then also go to our Rumble page, please, rumble.com slash Hadian, rumble.com slash uh, Subscribe. And please share and like. Those help, help us to get our views up, helps us to be able to get the word out. If you are not getting our text alerts, would you like to join our text alert? It's free. It does not cost you anything. It costs us. Uh, just uh, go to, uh, type in the phone number 689-888-7884. That's 689-TT-TRUTH. And, and uh, type the word join and push send and you'll be subscribed to our text alert. And then finally, if you'd like to get our MP3 of our show so that you can listen to the audio in your car or on your laptop or iPad or whatever, phone, your Android, uh, please search Truth Today with Sharam Hadian. Truth Today with Sharam Hadian on all those platforms you see on the screen. All right, now let's get into our show because um, tonight, uh, boy, the evidence is growing, folks, that we're not just in the last days. You know, we, we, a lot of people say, we're in the last days, we're in the last days. We're not just in the last days. We are, I believe, go ahead and bring this up, please, uh, Elias. We, I believe we are in the last minutes of the last days. That we, we are in the last minutes of the end times. And no better place to start than the show I did a couple of weeks ago talking about the United Nations proposing the seven-year plan, right? If you did not hear this, go back on our Rumble page, please, and watch this show that I did on the United Nations proposal that is a seven-year proposal to implement Agenda 2030, Sustainable Development Goals. They want to start it this year in 2023. They're having their meeting in September in the United Nations in New York, and they want to implement by 2030 to finish their goals. Folks, could this be the tribulation? Are we that close? Woo! Man. Jesus is coming soon, folks. The King of Kings is returning soon. Amen. The King of Kings, soon to come, soon to step foot on the planet Earth, to reclaim His bride, to reclaim His church, that we're caught up in the air with the bridegroom, for the wedding supper, for the feast. Don't be like the foolish five virgins who weren't ready, who didn't have their oil for their lamps. Be like the wise virgins 
in Matthew 25, verse 1, who had the oil and the lamp, the Word and the Spirit. That's what it represents, right? The Word and the Spirit. Both were there because you need the Word of God and you need the Holy Spirit discernment and revelation. You need it all. We need the fullness of God in this hour because deception is off the charts and God is exposing, right? God is exposing. Praise God. But we got to be ready. As always, we start in the Bible. Uh, and I want to just share with you here in uh, Matthew 25, in verse 36. Matthew 25, verse 36. Well, Sharam, how do you know we're in the last minutes of the last days? Well, we don't. Ultimately, no one, the Bible says here, Jesus says, uh, but of that day, what day? The question was asked of him, Lord, uh, what are the signs, right? What are the signs uh, of your coming and of the end of the age, right? That's in verse 3 of Matthew 24. Tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming in the end of the age? So he says, but of that day and hour, no one knows. So no one knows the day or the hour, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But it does not then tell us that we are not to know the season. The parable of the fig tree, the parable of, of, of summer coming, that, that spring to summer, that we know the season is upon us. And folks, the season's upon us. Come on. We got to have eyes to see. We got to prepare ourselves. We got to be bold and get ready. But it says, but as the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man be. So we know that one of the clues is that as it was in the days of Noah, right? I've covered this a lot, talking about the days of Noah and the parallels and all the things that, in fact, I think we did a show on this a, a while back about the days of Noah. Um, and, and, and uh, uh, you know, the uh, analogy with wickedness and unrighteousness and then, of course, the corruption of human DNA on the planet and that the same thing is going to happen. So just as it was those days, Jesus says, so shall it be before the coming of the Son of Man. Verse 38, for as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. Now remember, God gives Noah a warning. He gives Noah a seven-day warning. And we may get a warning, we may not. But it says it'll be the same. And did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will be the coming of the Son of Man be. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be at the grinding, at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not expect. So why do we talk about Bible prophecy? Why do we continue to go back and bring these alerts? Because we are to be watchmen and watching and waiting and looking for the seasons and looking for the signs and taking the Bible and applying it to what's happening biblically in the world, which is where we're going to start. Let's go to our first headline, uh, Elias. By the way, my son Elias is still behind the camera for one more show. My son Jariah comes back, as I said, next week and, and will be live with you next Tuesday back with you in studio here. Uh, this is from our friend Leo Homan. Uh, another incredible article. New digital money will mark the end of the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, and all human freedom. Wow. 
The B system, he says, is at the very precipice of coming into existence. Its digital fences are being erected right under our noses. What a statement. Wow, what a statement. Um, this is incredible. The, the B system, right? The Revelation 13 beast system that we've warned about that is coming. I told you that I believe 2023 will be a huge year uh, uh, for between the kingdom of heaven battle. Um, we have an image actually, Elias, if you go up, up a couple of rows to the left there that says 2023, uh, I, I felt prophetically, I felt prophetically that 2023 was going to be a critical year and a critical battle between pushing back and seeing more of the kingdom of heaven system versus the beast system. Which one is winning out? It depends on our obedience, but we know that these things must eventually happen. The question is when. So um, Leo says in his article, World Economic Forum members are giddy about the, quote, progress being made towards global digital cash. Uh, during the World Economic Forum summer meeting in China last month, attendees just could not contain their excitement about the rapid advancement of central bank digital currency or the CBDCs. Don't forget what Dr. Pippa Mulgram if you go back to the image for a second, that article, Drya, they'll see the image. That's that's Pippa. Go ahead and bring that up, please. That's Pippa Malmgren right there. Did I say Drya? Sorry, buddy. Elias, <laughs> uh, that's habit. Um, there's That's Pippa Malmgren speaking at the World Government Summit last year. And here's what she said. And I say this boldly. We're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. And the new one, the new accounting is what's called blockchain. It means digital. It means having an almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us a far greater clarity over what's going on. Let me translate for you. That means we're gonna have a system that every transaction is gonna be monitored and traced and is programmable, and we're gonna have total control over the economy. You will not be able to buy or sell without this system. Oh, wait a second. That sounds like the mark of the beast, doesn't it? Doesn't that sound like the mark of the beast? And isn't that what COVID was about, was the mark of the beast? And I'm not saying this image that we're going to bring up, you know, it's the shot. I'm not saying the shot is the mark of the beast. Go ahead and bring it up. But this is, that. but we are seeing the mark of the beast system and COVID and the shots and the masks and the vaccines and all of it were a part of implementing this system, the B system. But here is what's interesting, that while they were in Tianjin, China, with 1,500 government, corporate, and academic leaders, including the Saudis, see, Islam, right? What, are the, what was my show on Tuesday? If you didn't get a chance to watch it, Islam is rising in the last days, folks. And Islam is absolutely in the heart of this one world government, one world economy, and one world religion. Again, please get our DVD, brand new, coming out at the end of this month. One world religion rising, contending for Christ against this end time deception. Pre-order it now. We'll, we'll get it to us by the end of the month, uh, Lord willing, and you will start shipping them out. But here's what Leo talks about in his article that uh, all these nations are in. But what was very interesting is I'm going to bring up here an image of a professor. Let me get, uh, not Professor Plum, uh, but where is this guy's name? Oh, here we go. Cornell Professor Ezwar Prasad. 
who advocated governments using central bank digital currency to control citizens. Now, I don't have the video with us, but go ahead and bring this up, please. Here's the, uh, the, the tweet. Here's Professor Prasad. And what he says is he's so excited about central bank digital currency. And he says, we can take the central bank digital currency and it can, it's programmable and it can have, quote, an expiration date on it. And you see on the screen there. So therefore, if there are certain things that we want people to buy, they can buy it. If there are certain things we don't want them to buy, they can't buy it. Like he says, the very first thing, ammunition. Then he says drugs and pornography. Okay, yeah, nobody wants people to be able to buy drugs and nobody wants people to be able to buy pornography. But why is the very first thing you say ammunition? Hello? What do you think the, the, the globalists are about? What do you think the left is about? Gun control. Because if we cannot defend ourselves against the globalists, if we cannot defend ourselves against tyranny and the abuses of God-given rights, and these globalists are giddy. You heard him. The eminent professor named ammunition in the same breath as pornography and drugs as, quote, less desirable products. And that the government would be able to, quote, program their money in such a way that these products become impossible to purchase. Impossible. So it appears the globalists, Leo says, are already conniving to use digital money as an end run around the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, and other bedrock freedoms Americans and other Westerners have grown accustomed to. Wake up, folks. Wake up. This is um, happening. All right. Let's go to our next article that I, again, based on my show on Tuesday, uh, one of this is a really good book. It's an interesting book. Um, and I know I'm going to make some people upset before we bring this up here, Elias, because uh, I know there are those that are convinced that the Antichrist is going to come out of the revived Roman Empire because they will say that he, the one in Daniel 9 that makes, uh, that affirms uh, the covenant, that great covenant, which if you remember, if you watch my show uh, on uh, the UN, I assert that I think it's very possible that that covenant, uh, the word there in Daniel 9 is Gabar Berith in the Hebrew. Uh, Berith is the covenant with the many. Gabar means mighty, strong, or great. So I've made the assertion that could the great reset, okay, if we have our image, could the great reset be that covenant? I believe more and more that the great reset based upon the Paris Accord, which was where they renewed Agenda 2030 in 2015. They came back from the initial Agenda 2021 that was written in 1991. Then they came back in 2015 and revamped it and added more goals. And now they put the 2030 timeframe and that's what they want the seven-year plan for. So I think the Great Reset that completely shifted the world into the B system could very well be the covenant that is yet to be fully affirmed or agreed upon but it is going to be. But uh, So I want to put the hypothesis. I've always believed that it's very possible that the Antichrist could come out of the Islamic world. I want to encourage a book, very interesting read by, by a guy named John Preacher. One of our ministry supporters said this to me. Uh, he's making the case that the Islamic, that the Antichrist could come out of Islam. I know some are going to disagree. No way, uh, not possible. Uh, the Bible does say that the Antichrist could be an Assyrian. 
And of course, part of the, what he does in the book is he's going through and showing that Islam, and by the way, I do this in my, uh, I have a DVD called Islam and God's Judgment in the Last Days where we go through Islamic eschatology. Most people do not know that Islam has a very well thought out eschatology. They have a messianic figure uh, that is the Dajjal, um, or, or that is the, the, the Mahdi, uh, the Mahdi is um, uh, the Shias and the Sunnis differ on it a little bit. The Shias believe that he was a Imam that was taken to heaven, is coming back, Imam Mahdi. The Sunnis believe he's never come, but either way, they both agree that Imam Mahdi is coming. And oh, by the way, they believe that Jesus, the prophet, not the son of God, not the Messiah, is going to come alongside of him to help usher Islam into the world. That's their eschatology. And they believe that when that Imam Mahdi comes, and I have all this documented in my DVD again, the Islam and God's judgment on the last, in the last days, that they then believe that the Imam Mahdi will come and he will sign a seven-year treaty with the nations. Seven years. Sounds like the seven-year tribulation again. But as I mentioned in my One World Religion DVD, I believe Islam is at the center, is at the center of the globalist one world government, one world economy, and of course the one world religion. So in the book, The Islamic Antichrist, he's making the case that um, uh, the uh, 666 is revealed, uh, the whole aspect of the false prophet, the beast system, um, that Islam has that global order, um, and um, again, he says here, uh, many Christians don't know that Islam has their own version of the end times and the last seven years. Their version contains the same three major characters as ours, but turned completely around. And here's why it's completely turned around. Because they believe there's going to be a false prophet, a false messiah. So they believe that there's going to be a, 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 the, the actual true messiah. There's going to be um, a false, uh, you know, the antichrist messiah and a false prophet. And who do they believe is going to be the false Christ? The Antichrist? The Jesus of the Bible. They believe that there will be a force that will rise up that will lead people to believe that the Jesus of the Bible is the Messiah. And they call him Al-Masih Ad-Dajjal, the false Messiah. That's how compatible we are with Islam, folks. The false messiah. And um, so um, in the book, the Bible calls the Antichrist the beast who comes up out of the abyss, Revelation eleven seven. The similarities to the Mahdi, which is also said to ascend from an abyss or a cave. That's what Muslims believe, that the Mahdi will ascend from the pit. That's, I'm not kidding you. They believe that he's in the pit. In Iran, they actually go to these wells and they write notes and they dump them in the wells because they believe that the Messiah is there, the Mahdi is there in a well. So they believe that the Messiah will come from the pit or from the abyss. Uh, in the book, he claims that the Bible links the 666 of the beast. A man named uh, Adonikam, uh, who came out of Babylonian captivity, had 666 male children and grandchildren. Ezra, 12, Ezra chapter 2, verse 13. The sons of Adonikam, 666. Um, Adonikam means the Lord of Rising. 
The meaning of his name perfectly depicts the rising of the Mahdi from the well or cave within the earth. So um, this is something that's very interesting because in Revelation 9-11, a fallen angel named Apollyon, the destroyer, is released from the abyss. Biblical scholars believe that Apollyon is the spirit of the Antichrist, the spirit of destruction. Uh, again, according to this John preacher, this perfectly fits with the Mahdi, who Islam claims will rise from the abyss and destroy the world, conquering it for Islam. So um, I know there's much debate, folks, and I'm not here to say it is one or the other. I just think that um, we know that Islam is going to be is absolutely a part of this global system. Remember in Ezekiel 38, 39, the nations that come against Israel uh, are, other than Russia, are all Islamic. Rosh is Russia. Magog is all the Central Asia. Remember on on um, uh, um, Tuesday's show, I covered the uh, a map that was of the world watch list of the countries that are persecuting and killing Christians. And of this 50 nations that, they, that Open Doors, an organization called Open Doors that tracks these 50, you know, the top 50 nations persecuting and killing Christians, and they put this out every year, their watch list. And I mentioned to you that of the top 10, North Korea is number one on that list, but on the top 10, nine of the rest of the top 10 are Muslim countries. And of the top 50, 36 at least are Muslim nations controlled by Islam. And on that list, if you saw that uh, there are Central Asian, go back to that list for a second, please, Elias. You saw that there are Central Asian nations there. Right above where um, Iran, Iraq is, you have Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan. Those Central Asian nations, which I believe are where Magog are, are all Islamic nations. Then you have Put, Libya, uh, Kush. Uh, you have Persia. You have Turkey. Go ahead and come back to me, please. You have Turkey mentioned four times in Ezekiel 30 and 39. So of all the nations that are listed there, other than Rosh, they're all Islamic. So I've always contended Islam is going to be absolutely a part of this end time system. It is absolutely going to be a part of God's judgment in the last days. I believe that even if the Antichrist is not Islamic, they must have the favor of the Islamic world. They must appease the Muslims. So... Uh, that's it. Let's go to, speaking of Islam and Israel and this war, again, I think it's gearing up. Let's go to the headline, Hezbollah gearing up for showdown. Oh, no, actually, you're right. That's the headline that I have, Elias. Let's go to that one. Um, what does Hezbollah's attack video on Israel re reveal? Because Hezbollah is gearing up for showdown with uh, Israel, folks. In a series of strategic and political and military moves, Hezbollah is intensifying preparations for an imminent confrontation with Israel, drawing global attention and raising concerns about the regional stability. Because what happened was they released a video on Sunday that shows the terrorist group training for an attack on an Israeli military position. Did we not have the image for that or the audio for that? Or we were good? We were good? Okay. Um, uh, shedding light on its beliefs about its own capabilities. Hezbollah published a video of the Raduan SF force simulating the occupation of an IDF outpost, a, an ATGM uh, FAGOT 9K111 type and a Russian sniper rifle of the Orsus T5000 type with an effective range of one to one and a half kilometers can be seen in this video. The video was published after a speech by terrorist leader Hassan Nasrallah was aired. Remember now, 
Hezbollah is backed by Iran. So let's bring up this article here, Hezbollah gearing up for showdown with Israel. Hezbollah, folks, remember, is backed by Iran. We know Iran is going to be part of the Ezekiel 38-39 Gog-Magog coalition. Go ahead and come back to me, please. Um, it comes amid tensions, this video, on the Israeli-Lebanon border and attempts by Hezbollah to stir up provocations. Hezbollah's video is a retelling of the, night of the Yom Kippur War. The video, though, does not actually harken back to 2006. In essence, it is actually a retelling of the Yom Kippur War in 1973 when Syria and Egypt attacked Israel, but they were defeated. Um, so, listen, this is incredible uh, in this aspect of Bible prophecy, right? Remember again, folks, we must be paying attention to Bible prophecy because prophecy is one-third of the Scriptures. And that's why I routinely bring these prophecy alerts to you so we understand what's going on. Uh, let's go back to another headline. Elias, this is interesting. Um, the Israeli 365 about the heat wave. Do we have that one? Is the global heat wave God removing the sun from its sheath for final judgment? Now, um, Israel is currently experiencing an intense and prolonged heat wave. But before you think that I've jumped on the climate change and global warming pattern, there is Bible prophecy on this. Uh, and it goes on to say this. Uh, let me get to this part here. In the book of uh, Deuteronomy 28, And thy heaven that is over thy head shall be brass, and the earth that is under shall be like iron, meaning to melt. In Malachi, heat waves are clearly described as part of the process of redemption, a punishment for those who oppose God. Malachi chapter 3, verse 18 to 19, Then shall ye again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. For behold, the day cometh, it burn, burneth as a furnace, and all the proud and all that work wickedness shall be stubble. And the day shall cometh, shall set them ablaze, said Hashem of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. Um, and Genesis 18, 1 uh, describes the son as having healing properties. After self-circumcising, Abraham was sitting in front of his tent recuperating. God appeared to him by the uh, terebinths of Mamre. He was sitting at the entrance of the tent as the day grew hot. Um, so, could this potential warming be that, or could it also be climate manipulation, climate engineering? The White House, the Biden administration, is announcing that they want to block out the sun. They want to block out the sun, which would be catastrophic for the earth. Uh, but we are seeing record heat. They're saying now that in um, California, and the, that, that they could potentially in the uh, desert there hit 130 plus degrees, which, which supposedly is a record. But the previous record was like, I think if I remember reading where I was like in 1913, 1913, before all this global alarming, global warming, global pandemic, before all this stuff, folks. So, but we know that um, uh, cosmic disturbances, let's put it this way, right? 
What does Joel chapter two, uh, what does um, Acts chapter two say? Let's go to Acts chapter two if you have your Bibles, right? That he says, in the last days it shall come to pass, says God, that I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and my maid servants I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. Here we go, verse 19. I shall show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness. That's where they're talking about blocking the sun. What on earth could we be seeing prophecy and the moon into blood? All the fires, right? All these fires that are happening that are turning the, the moon blood red before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. All these fires in Canada, all the, the horrible management of land that is leading to all these out-of-control fires. So again, that's another part of, part of Bible prophecy proving we're in the last days. Another one that we understand is death in the uh, book of Revelation chapter 6, right? <coughs> Excuse me. Book of Revelation chapter 6, the uh, four horsemen of the apocalypse. We know that the fourth horseman is the horseman that brings death to a quarter of the world. And just so you make sure you, you understand, it's not just by the sword. It says that when that happens, here we go. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, come and see. So I looked and behold, a pale horse and the name of him who sat on it was death and Hades followed with him and power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, with hunger, with death and by the beast of the earth. And so we know that pestilence, disease, could be a part of that. And if you watch my show last week that I exposed the COVID fraud, you know that I said that evidence was there in this entire COVID fraud, right? We keep covering this. We're going to keep exposing it. That this was bioengineered from a whistleblower who was connected to one of the chief virologists, the assistant director of the Wuhan Institute, that he was, he was told to pick one of four strains to show the virulency of the strain, meaning it was bioengineered to kill as many humans, and it was released at the World Military Games in all places in Wuhan, China, in October of 2019, infecting 9,300 athletes from 109 nations. I believe that was the nexus, the genesis of the release of the bioweapon. And then they released the masking, uh, which, look at this headline. Do you have that one on the CDC? Uh, Elias, uh, yeah, right there. CDC uses journal, go ahead and bring this up, please, to promote masks despite unreliable and unsupported data. Oh, wow, we were warning about that, were we not? The preprint published July 11th on MedRivix found that the CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly report made positive findings about the efficacy of masks 75% of the time, despite only 30% of studies testing masks. 
and less than 15% having any significant, statistically significant results. None, none, of, none of the studies were randomized. Yet the CDC and over half of their MMRW studies made misleading statements indicating a casual, a causal, a causal relationship between mask wearing and a decrease in COVID-19 cases or transmissions, despite failing to show evidence of mask effectiveness. The agency promoted the effectiveness of masks using unreliable data with conclusions unsupported by evidence. So then it went from masking to what? Now four shots. And if you remember last week, we covered a couple of articles. Elias, let's go to those articles from last week's on uh, Dr. McCullough. Yeah, yeah, do this one first, do this one first. Uh, New York Health Commission, remember this one? Um, admitted that she inflated hospitalization way out of proportion in order to mandate these COVID death shots for children. Then Dr. McCullough, uh, go to the next one, please. Uncovers the smoking gun that autopsies found that 74% of deaths related to, were related to the mRNA vaccination. And then let's go to our headline from, from Israel, Elias. Look at this headline from Israel. Israel's staggering increase in heart attacks, strokes, post-vax morbidity. Israel is one of the most, high, most highly vaccinated countries in the world, with 81.5% of its population having received at least one dose. In, the, in 2023, the majority of the population have become now anti-vaxxers by 2023. Wow. Despite the decrease in experimental vaccination by the people, deaths and cases continue to accelerate. Cardiac arrest diagnosis nearly doubled from 2020 to 2021 and more than doubled again from 2021 to 2022. This trend is accelerating in 2020. There was one cardiac per 251,000 people. Um, in 2021, there was one in 130,000. In 2022, there was one in 58,000. Wow. Wow. A 200% increase. A, three, a 340%, 348% increase in cardiac arrest rates. 35% increase in stroke rates for a population, um, about 4.5 million. Um, yeah, this is serving, I think about 4.5 million. So there's a massive leap in mor morbidity. Um, so folks, we continue to see the headlines. We continue to see Again, that Bible prophecy, whether it's Iran, whether it's Russia, um, aligning with Iran and Turkey in fulfill fulfillment of Ezekiel 38, 39, that's, that's soon to happen. Whether it's, it's the beast system, digital technology, digital ID, digital currency, we, we haven't even addressed the World Economic Forum uh, next year coming about uh, their plan, um, or actually this year, I should say, again, their plan in September to accelerate sustainable development goals, the 17 goals of Agenda 2030. Then we have the World Health Organization who is pushing for uh, the pandemic at court and giving up national sovereignty. Uh, 
It's breathtaking, folks. And as I said in our title today, we are in the last minutes of the last days. We are in the last minutes of the end times. It's so close. We've got to get ourselves ready, be bold, share the gospel, pray for people. And of course, one of the things that we see is the increase like the days of Noah in transhumanism and in artificial intelligence. Let's go to that headline again from the Jerusalem Post, Elias. Is the IDF's AI revolution a technology or an ethics issue? Bloomberg published a report about AI systems used by the IDF, which multiplies how many targets the IDF can study and strike. Oh, Lord, help us that we're going to have artificial intelligence striking targets using drones. Wow. And then, oh, by the way, we have AI, remember, we've covered this before, doing sermons and worship songs. And now I just read an article from, uh, I think it was um, either Washington Stand or um, the Harbinger that talked about that there's now a Bible app that you can install with AI that you can talk to your favorite biblical figures. Imagine being able to talk to the Jesus of the Bible uh, the AI version of the Jesus of the Bible. Um, so this is, of course, uh, the article is talking about that this is, could be an, a massive ethical issue because you don't have human beings who have a conscience manning drones and manning those strikes. You have now AI. Uh, wow. AI now being used by the military to hit targets. You don't see a problem with that, right? Uh, so rise of Christian persecution, the rise of technology, rise of surveillance, the control, uh, the deception of the one world government, one world economy, one world religion, the rise of the beast system, which we know is the Antichrist. All of this, folks, all of this, um, by the way, one of the prophecies that is coming past also uh, with this increased heat is the fact that the Euphrates is drying up. And that was prophesied in, in Revelation 17. The Euphrates is going to dry up completely to fulfill the sixth bowl judgment. So we are seeing so much fulfilled before our very eyes, folks. So much. we got to wrap up tonight. Um, I've given you a glimpse, but here's the bottom line. All, those, all of this is to put boldness in us that um, Islam is not true faith. Um, these false religions are not true faith. There's but one true faith, and that is in Christ, Christianity. Because the King of Kings is coming back. The King of Kings is soon returning. And we as his bride must prepare and make ourselves ready for the return of the King. Amen? Make ourselves ready for the return of the King. So folks... Um, just pray and, 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 and dig in. Dig into the Word. Dig into your time of worship and prayer. Surround yourself with godly people and be ready to weather the storms of, of, of our faith. These are tough days, but they're also incredibly exciting days where we're witnessing so much of prophecy coming to pass. If you want to, if you believe in this ministry, if you want to support us, would you prayerfully consider keeping us on the air 
and keeping us going. We are 100% supported by our donors. And so you can make a secure donation, charitable donation, tillministry.com slash donate online. Or if you'd like to mail in a check, here's our address, PO Box 4523, PO Box 4523, Maryville, Tennessee 37802. And you can make the check out the Truth and Love or Truth and Love Ministry. Or if you'd like to join us on a more permanent basis or regular basis, I should say, you can uh, prayerfully consider becoming a part of our Gideon Army of 300, where we believe that 300 people supporting us on a monthly basis can impact and make all the difference for this ministry in the impact that we seek to have for God's kingdom and to, and, and to speak the truth in love. So would you prayerfully consider that as well? Any amount, we have Gideons of $5 and up. Any amount is a blessing. Also, um, check out our events calendar, folks, on our website, tilministry.com, tilministry.com. Um, we are coming to Wisconsin and Minnesota in August. It was kind of a short trip, but we're coming there, so check out those dates. They're on our calendar, and we're looking to set up some events in South Dakota, North Dakota, uh, and possibly back in Washington State again in the fall. So we'll be letting you know about that as well. As always, we say, if you'd like us to come to your area, please contact us, info at tilministry.com, info at tilministry.com. Lord willing, we will come, and um, we, we don't charge anything. Uh, if people are able to help, that's great. We take an offering, that's about it. Uh, travel expenses are out of the world, uh, just, just through the roof, but we still are believing that God's calling us to go. So uh, thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your faithful stance for the Lord. Uh, stand strong. This is not to scare. This is not to paralyze us. This is to mobilize us that we must occupy until the Savior comes and the Messiah comes and know that all these false religions are rising, one world religion, one world government, one world economy, but none of that phases God and it shouldn't phase us. Jesus is still seated at the right hand of the Father. God is still on his throne and uh, the King of King Kings is coming soon. Oh, what a glorious day it will be to witness the, tr the lion of the tribe of Judah coming back and we're gonna look him in the face. We're gonna see on the clouds him coming, but first we must hear that trumpet call, right? First, he must, we must hear the trumpet call where he calls his church home. So this is Pastor Sharab Hadian. Thank you for joining us tonight. Remember, next Tuesday, we'll be back with you live, live noon Eastern time. Have a blessed weekend, and we'll see you next week. God bless you.